Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. Will get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30. The 40. Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams' is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Connor Barth for the possible win. Snap. Spot. Kick away. High enough. Long enough. Hey guys, and welcome in to another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's Anthony Pegnata back with you, and we continue our quarantine interview series, this time with former Tar Heel linebacker Brandon Spoon. That's right, he is with us tonight. Um, And first of all, uh, Brandon, how's it going, man? I know uh, we're living in just an unprecedented time, um, not only in in the United States here, but throughout the world. So, you know, uh, how how are you uh, guys doing in, in the Spoon family? How's everything going and uh, are you staying safe yeah we're staying safe um it's uh like you said it's unprecedented but it's an interesting time uh four kids in a house can tend to be a little stir crazy uh but you know you make the best of it and uh i don't don't really know how to respond because it's just it's it's hit this uh so suddenly so but everybody's safe we're doing well and and making the best of it well, that's great to hear, and uh, you know, I mean, you, you look back at, at some of the better times. Uh, you know, you, you of course were one of the Toriel linebackers during the '90s, one of the best times to be at Carolina, and you know, you were recruited by Mac Brown, a guy who is said to just have a different way about recruiting, and I mean, we've been witnessing that here as of late since he came back to campus. But you know, even back in the '90s, is that something that you witnessed from Coach Brown when when he was recruiting you as a prospect? Yes, Coach Brown did a really good job. Number one, recruiting the state, uh, and and he made he, he made every every recruit feel like they were number one. He does a great job recruiting the family and the parents. Uh, I think my mom committed to Carolina months before I did. So Coach Brown, he he's he does a great job. He communicates well, and he's he's a motivator. And it's, it's continuing. He does a lot of the same things he did back in the the early to mid-90s, and it's, it's carrying over now. 
Yeah, your first two years on campus, you were part of one of the most successful defenses in, in program history. W what was it like to be part of such a loaded defense and one that, that you could count on not only uh, to, to help Carolina in games, but to win Carolina games? Well, what Coach Brown and, and Coach Torbush and the rest of the defensive staff did was recruit depth, uh, and they recruited constantly. Um, and, and we had, you know, I think my sophomore year, uh, the, the two deep, I think 20 of those players played in the NFL. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's you, he, he instilled competition day in and day out. Uh, it practice was just as intense as the games and it's you you learn to push yourself and not rest on your laurels so he, he did that uh, I guess back my freshman and sophomore year and it it produced greatness and I'm hoping that that's what they're they're going to get to the point of very soon here in Chapel Hill yeah, well, I mean, those those first two years that you were on campus, uh, just a loaded linebacking core. Even your last uh, two two and you know such years, if you count nineteen ninety nine as 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 one of the years, but of course that was lost due to injury. But I mean, those linebacking cores were just loaded. I mean, you know, in nineteen ninety six ninety seven, you guys had Brian Simmons, uh, Keith Newman, and uh, Kivasama Mays, of course, uh, along with you. What was it like to be a part of that linebacker group? Were you guys a really cr close group? I mean, was that a particularly close group amongst you guys? It was a close group, and most, you know, there was also Cedric Hodge and mm -hmm. Rashida Perry were freshmen and Quincy Mont were freshmen that year. And it, uh, it, we were close. We rotated. I mean, I played all three positions. Uh, we, we pushed each other. We wanted to succeed. But everybody knew that defense and that team itself was something special. I mean, you had three first-round picks on that on that front seven. And then Dre uh, in the back end. Uh, it, you pushed each other. You, you forced each other to get better. You held each other accountable in the practice on the practice field in the film room, uh, and it, it was fun to play. It was it was really enjoyable to get an opportunity to be a part of that and then carry it forward for you know the next generation that came along. Well, in 1998, with Simmons and Mays both gone, you still had Cedric Hodge, like you said, as well as Quincy Monk. But did you feel like maybe it was on you to kind of step up and, and, and become that leader of that group with, with those two senior guys gone? Because if you did, it, it, I mean, you sure did it with 138 total tackles that year to earn all ACC honors. Well, I think it was more of a part of just continuing to keep the – the intensity, the level of play that had been established the prior two years with Kay and Brian and James Hamilton, and Keith was still there. Keith was a senior in '98. Mm -hmm. um, it was that's just what we did, and that's what Coach Coach Torbush, who was a linebacker coach and the D coordinator, had instilled in us. And it was just a level of play that we had to uh, an accountability we had to keep up with. So it wasn't I didn't necessarily take it upon myself to be the leader. I just continued to play hard. Uh, and you know, be accountable to all of my teammates and coaches, and the, the good things happened on the field. 
Well, after injury costs you most of the 1999 season, you, you were able to get the medical redshirt and return for the 2000 season, another monster year for you. You know, when you first got that, that call or, or, or found out, you know, what was your reaction when you found out that you were going to have at least another year to come back after how things had ended in 99? I was prepared either way. Um, you know, working Rick Steinbacher, uh, was one of the guys in the athletic department at the time dealing specifically with that. And I was prepared if I, if it got denied to, to go pro, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was a relief to be able to do that, to be able to come back, um, out of loyalty to coach Torbush, out of just gratefulness to the university, uh, to be able to graduate, to be able to take my time. And, and not cram all of my classes in. It, it was just, it was a relief. I guess that's the short answer. Uh, but either way, I was prepared uh, physically, mentally, uh, academically. Was prepared if I needed to leave. But it was a it was a weight off my shoulders when I found out mid season in '99 that I could come back. Well, you got the opportunity then after the 2000 season to go on to the NFL, and you had a productive year in 2001 as a starting linebacker for the Buffalo Bills. You know, just how amazing was that opportunity for you to be able to play at the NFL level and to be able to play for a a group of fans in in Buffalo that are just some of the most passionate in all the sport? Yeah, Buffalo was amazing. It is uh, as much like home in Burlington, North Carolina, as anywhere I've ever been. It's extremely loyal, passionate people, hardworking. Uh, I absolutely loved it. It was a dream come true to be in, to be able to play in the NFL. Um, you know, to get thrown into the starting lineup, you know, Sam Coward, who was an all-pro mm-hmm. the year before, tore his Achilles, so game two, I'm thrown into the starting lineup, and it was, it was surreal. I don't think I realized the situation I was in or the opportunity that I had until probably at the end of the season, uh, just talking to a couple of players and a couple of guys that had been in the league and retired, that I was extremely fortunate uh, and lucky to, to, you know, to be in the situation that I was in and to get that experience and, and the opportunity not just to play but to start. Right. Yeah. No, I I mean, it was uh, an amazing story, but unfortunately, you know, your career comes to an end after uh, another bicep injury, this time to the other bicep. It was the right bicep this time um, back in college. It was the left. Um, you know, since then, you know, where, where, where has life taken you off of the football field? So I, after, after Buffalo, so I was there, I guess, three years and I was on the injured reserve. The, the last two I spent you know, half a season in St. Louis and got injured there. You know, I, I guess I quote unquote retired and I, mm-hmm. I came back to North Carolina and I've been working in sales, I guess, since I stopped playing football and I guess about 2005. Um, I'm, I'm still, I'm in medical sales now. Uh, when I got back to North Carolina, I went back to my high school and just started helping out uh, coaching. And now I've, I've coached back at Williams for 15, 16 years now. Wow. So as an assistant coach, uh, and it's, uh, when I came back to Williams and was coaching, it was my old high school coach. And since then it's been coaches that have 
were on the staff and coached me or guys the head coach now is a guy that I played with so it's it's kind of a family atmosphere so it's really enjoyable it's my opportunity to give back I know way too much about football not to share it so I get a chance to give back and mentor some some young men uh, and, and hopefully teach them a little bit about football as well. Well, that's awesome, man. We're so glad that you're still actually hanging around the sport because you were such an amazing player in Chapel Hill. And uh, I, I remember just a couple of years ago when you were honored at the stadium back in 2016, just the uh, the, the amount of, of, of roar in that stadium whenever you came out. It was amazing. And uh, so glad that, that you were able to be a part of it and, and so glad you were able to stop by here tonight. So thank you so much. And uh, you make sure you guys stay safe out there. We're definitely going through some trying times now, but... Uh, Hopefully we'll be able to talk to you again sometime down the line when we're on the other side of this thing. Absolutely. Stay safe. I appreciate it. All right. All right, so former Tar Heel linebacker Brandon Spoon stopping by with us. I want to thank him so much for coming on. And, uh, yeah, just another amazing interview. We've had so many great guys come on and talk about uh, their careers at Carolina. A lot of the newer guys to start out with, but now we're starting to get into some of the guys that were uh, playing during the 90s. Uh, We're also trying to get um, some guys that were were on the team during the 80s as well. So, you know, uh, that's pretty much what we're just trying to do during this time. Keep your mind off of everything that's going on, give you a little bit of relief. Uh, I mean, it's definitely important to make sure that you're still following along and understanding what you're supposed to be doing at this time, um, You know how, how you're able to take care of yourselves. But at the same time, we know that every so often you just need a little bit of normalcy, and we hope that we're able to bring that to you um, and, and, and hope you're really enjoying these interviews that we're doing. Uh, of course, you guys can go back, listen to all of the f- other ones that we have uh, on the website right now, including interviews with guys. Guys like Antonio Williams, uh, Deontay Williams, the former safety, uh, Chris Kildorf, the former quarterback, and there's plenty more that you guys can go and check out. And the best way to do that is to make sure that you are subscribed to the Heel Tough Blog podcast wherever you're listening to your podcast. Also, I want you to rate and review the podcast so that it, we can move up some of the charts, not only just for us. I mean, of course, we would like to be able to move up the charts and, and get a little bit more recognition, but we're really not worried about that. We're more worried about being able to spread the podcast around uh, and and for people to be able to find it. Uh, you know, I mean, there are plenty of other Toriel fans out there that are not that that don't have it in their lives right now. Uh, give them the opportunity, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, and that'll help us out a ton. We'd really appreciate that. Um, if you subscribe, you'll also make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss any of the other uh, great interviews that we have coming up because we still got so many more that we're going to be doing as we help you guys try to get through this offseason and uh, head towards what we hope will be the 2020 season of college football. Of course, there have been many different things that have been going around as to whether or not they're going to move the season into uh, one of the options was moving to the spring. Uh, There were a couple of options of shortening the season. So there's a lot of different things going around and we'll have you covered with all of that. I have one spot that's the heeltoughblog.com. That's where you can go out and and check uh, everything that you need to for the Tar Heel football team. Uh, we've got you covered with recruiting. Uh, we've had you covered all offseason as well with uh, any team news, any of that kind of stuff. We've had you covered with that. Uh, we'll have you covered whenever the season starts up. As for the basketball team, same thing. We've done the player reviews in the offseason. We've had all the draft stuff for you. Make sure 
that you're following along for whenever the Tar Heels hit the court in 2020-21. And then uh, for the baseball team, we don't cover them as in-depth as we cover the football and basketball team. Football and basketball is year-round. We cover everything, recruiting, um, all the team news in the offseason. We don't do really do that for baseball, um, really because football and basketball are, are, are really pretty difficult to cover as it is um, full-time along with a full-time job. But we are still looking for someone to join us, so make Make sure that if you are interested, head to our web, head to uh, Twitter, hit me up uh, at HTB Anthony, or you can email me anthony.pagnata at yahoo.com. Um, if you send in some interest, uh, we'll, as long as you're willing to write, we're going to probably give you an opportunity. Uh, and and then, you know, we're, we're looking forward to adding to our team. So please, if, if you're interested, hit us up and, and we'd love to get you uh, into the Heel Tough blog uh, group and, 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 and help you uh, start. Start your writing career just like we've been doing here uh, at the Heel Tough blog for the last couple of years. So once again, want to thank Brandon Spoon for stopping by with us. Want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tor Heels. Go Tor Heels.